Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to I Think's episode 181, sponsored by Manscaped. Breaking news. Manscaped now sells beard products, Cinderin. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using code WESAYTHINGS for 20% off and free shipping. We both got packages in the mail. I wondered when the creative uh, text would come, but it's only one sentence this time. That's because we get to show off. This is a very serious announcement when they only make one joke. Showing it on stream right now. So let me. Oh, take you didn't out. unpack the items yet. That's actually really smart. Okay, I'll just have you. You know what I can show though? I unpacked all of them. All right. Or uh, unpacked them a I bit more. The so package. I can show the hedger. I'll t I'll talk about what the items are. I don't even think we're required yeah. to do this, but I just wanted to because it's nice that they have uh -huh. beard stuff. Uh, there's a beard conditioner, beard balm, beard shampoo, beard oil. By the way, I need all of this so bad. <laughs> I have such horrible <laughs> dandruff in my beard that I have not been able to do anything with. And of course, I haven't really tried very hard, to be fair. Uh, a brush. And then, of course... Oh, I think I opened something up by accident. Let me just change that. And the big item, of course, eh, is the actual beard trimmer. You're missing two more things. Okay, what am I missing? There's also a comb. Oh, I missed that one. Pretty nice okay. comb. And so this one is not unpacked but this is a beard scissor as well my goodness so, pretty nice is there anything they missed that feels like literally everything you could ever want for beards so they, they didn't send us a a filled up credit card that would have been a nice edit that's sure. true you know. that is true so if you guys need a beard trimmer again we've talked about it before they have so many different products now at manscaped uh not only for your testicles and nether region but just regular products like uh, just regular shampoo and now they have beard trimmers and the like so i feel like they have basically everything you would ever need to not be a disgusting human being so we say things is the promo code go to manscaped.com to get 20 percent off and free shipping and Thank did the you. sound of the trimmer not go through on your mic yeah i played it right oh. into the mic that's disappointing i feel like you would have noticed i would have All noticed right. okay uh, anyway. Thank you to our patrons from the InBruce tier, specifically Chad Knight, T Coil. If the many worlds theory of quantum mechanics is true, everyone listening has one TI in an alternate universe. Congrats. That's me. Except for Cinderin. Burrito McBurrito Face, TI in Auckland. Q Lude says, Praise the podcast. Stupid underscore copilot. D2 Boy. Yataro does it again. Cinderin. I personally love the Stooges and Ad. 
<laughs> Oscar Magdev Seeker wants to see drastic map changes in this coming patch. Maybe a crater. My grandma still doesn't know what Dota is. Disco Farm D. Taste me boo, stoogie McStooge, daddy stood, notice me senpai stooge, Santa's ballsack stooge. Everybody makes fun of me for saying Schadenfreude stooge. I'm American. I'm allowed to say things in American way. The I'm pretty sure the American way is also Schadenfreude. Nobody is going to say that in America. Okay. All right. You think that, okay, let's say I could see maybe like really pretentious professors would try to get it right, but you're not expected to be able to say that. Schadenfreud. Yes. All right. Got uh, it. And the Megapope. Your turn. And you inanimate objects hitting the Canadians again, TI in New Zealand. I do not get that reference. Zan Savior, Nate Thicko01, Hamscroats, Bacon, Shark TM, Freshly Seasoned Goat Balls, Janie, Dop, Nothing to See Here, Underscore Man, Yves Moore, Guitar Strings, Ben, his Patreon names are too long and they're annoying to read out on the podcast broomhead. Thank you, man. Wooden Aftertaste, Anonymous, and finally, our facts guy. In ancient Egypt, killing a cat even by accident was a crime punishable by death, Mr. Niebling. That sounds good to me. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably agree with that. Yeah. Well, cats may- are precious. Maybe not by accident. That's a little extreme. But yeah, I think animal cruelty, I wouldn't give a shit if somebody died for that. They're going to punish... If they're abusing anything that doesn't have control over their own life like that, that's fucked up. Taking advantage of something like that, that's fucked up. I don't want them in this world anymore, Cinderin. Call me right. call me old-fashioned. By the way, I think the inanimate object one... I don't know. I understand all of it. So it says, you inanimate objects hitting the Canadians again, TI in New Zealand. The inanimate objects thing is from in Bruges which mm-hmm. hopefully I would assume you remember. You've only seen it once, of course, because you only watch yeah, movies Yeah, I once. remember that, but what does it have to hitting with the Canadians? I don't you know? know. Maybe it's the last subject that we have today about their other movie. But no, Oh, maybe, has, but I haven't seen that It has one. nothing to do with Canadians. Okay. Wait. Objects hitting the Canadians again. Okay, you're going to have to explain this one. I actually don't know. By the way, that is the best, dial- that's the best line of any movie, for, in my opinion, humble opinion, of course, uh, with... Ray Fiennes saying that. S tier. Best line ever. Uh, okay. Uh, first subject. Very important, Cinderin. Uh, you know how lazy and uh, weird I am and I don't do anything new. I've been trying to do new yeah. stuff. Nikki and I made a pizza. It's the first time oh. that we've ever done it. It's the first time I've ever done it. It sounds like... Did like, you, you know, stream it? No. Nobody's going to find that. That's good content, though. Yeah. So, the reason, I think Jenkins got us started on this because he apparently makes his own pizza with his significant other as well, and apparently they're really good at it, and obviously we're noobs, so we didn't really do that much research. We got one of those, oh my god, what's it called? The stone? Pizza stone? (laughs) Yeah, pizza stone. That's a good start. So it's to even out. But like, I thought it would be cool eventually, if we like this, to get like a pizza oven outside, like... That would be a cool experience, oh. I think. Like, okay. That would be like a nice little luxury purchase that would be fun. But obviously we want to be able to make sure that we're into it first. So mm-hmm. we did it for the first time. I like thin crust. And yeah. I thought we could transition into a topic eventually about what toppings we like on pizza. Because I don't think we've even talked about that before. If we did, oh. it was really early. Okay. Um, but 
we it was very basic instructions and we somehow fucked it up a bit the <laughs> dough at first was too flaky so we put more, oh you made the dough from scratch too yeah we made the dough from scratch okay yeah, that's it was kind too of the one flaky, so then we put more pizza. whatever it was in it, and then it became too watery. Then we put more flour. And like, okay, this seems about right. This looks like how it's supposed to. You can shape it and all that. We rolled it out in this like very thin crust, or as thin as we could do it at the time, and we put it on, uh, you know, whatever it was we put it on. I can't even fucking remember anymore. This is a terrible story, by the way. And we tried to get it onto like a like one of those big spatula things. I don't know what they call it for the pizza, and yeah. it would not unstick oh so then we finally found a way to barely get it on there even though it was kind of scrunched up and then we started putting it in the oven and we couldn't get it off the thing because it was stuck to the thing as well and by the time we put it in there half the pizza was just like falling off into the oven kind of a disaster but it was delicious uh, it was quite good and that's like the basic if that's the basic format we can figure it out eventually and we can make it probably better in the future uh yeah i'm excited it was fun i can give you a tip or two probably um (laughs) go ahead but okay so we 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 use our own pizza stone just in the regular oven um we don't make the dough from scratch though which is the majority of what takes a lot of time right so if you obviously you can save a shitload of time by just buying a pre-made dough but it didn't really take that long to be whether you make the dough yourself or buy a pre-made dough the most important thing is the spatula as you call it you need to put plenty of flour on it before you put the dough on there we did because that's what's gonna you did and it's still stuck to it well maybe we didn't put enough i thought we put enough but tough to say And we had right. we had flour underneath it originally to get it on there. We still had issues getting it up. So maybe it was a little bit too. We need to make it like put in more flour to begin with into the dough, perhaps. I don't remember. I th- my gut tells me that when you make pizza dough, it needs to refrigerate. Is that just me? I think you it need depends, to like make probably. the dough. You need to let it rest in the fridge, which is why it takes long. Like making the dough itself doesn't take that long, but I think it needs to rest. Yeah, we did. We did not right. let it. So, I don't, again, I'm not pretending to know anything. We didn't put it in the fridge or anything. Uh, yeah, I think that's why when, it's stuck. Like, when you leave it and it rises, oh. isn't that just... Like, if I want thin crust, I assume mm-hmm. you don't need... You wouldn't want to do that then. But I could be wrong. I, I just I just think that's probably a part of why it's stuck to the... Mm. Stuck to the spatula is that it wasn't cooled. I see. Because if you, if you buy a pre-made pizza dough, you take it out of the fridge and you use it like relatively fast because if you just leave it outside for too long it starts sticking Mm. so i think it is temperature related more than anything i don't think it's because you made the dough poorly okay all right that's good Um, to know Uh, that's my best bet it sounds like at least somebody in chat agreed with me and said uh if you chill the dough it won't stick as much so that sounds like something good to know you could do that without putting in a rising agent right you can just chill it regardless if you don't want it to rise at all. I'll try to find a way if but, to not have to do that because that would be annoying to have to make the dough and then wait. Because I like the idea of just doing it all at once instead of separating the tasks, but we'll see. Anyway, I, see. I thought it would be cool to talk about our favorite toppings, toppings because I'm very passionate about uh, my pizza toppings. I'm not going to lie, Sooner. There's a chain here. Maybe you had it in Seattle. It's called Mod Pizza don't know if i had that it's like this place you go to and then you know it's kind of like subway where you know you pick your ingredients and they just make it in front of you and then they put it in the oven 
Okay. Why is this the first topic of the day and not the last? I don't know. It's I just found this to be fascinating. You know. Well. Okay. I think it's because we have a lot of non-Dota stuff after our Dota stuff, so I wanted to space it out a bit. <laughs> so what? Uh, that's for me. That is somehow the best pizza I've had. I know it's gonna really make a lot of people angry. It's the way the toppings that I put. It's fucking S tier. And like okay. any other pizza, like I've had New York pizza. It's really good. It just doesn't compare to this. So, so which toppings? Okay. So it's tomato sauce, obviously, with garlic, uh, mozzarella, oregano, mm -hmm. pepperoni, green pepper. This is where people get triggered. Pineapple, of course. Mm -hmm. And then after you cook it, it's a drizzle of balsamic fig glaze. Oh. That is... Very American pizza. It... You would fucking love that, first of all. Don't make fun of it. Probably. Balsamic I'm just saying. I probably wouldn't get it anywhere else. is... I would... I'm tempted to drink out of the bottle. It is so fucking good. Holy shit. It's so good. Balsamic fig glaze. Right? Yes. Okay, I mean, that's, that's actually pretty close-ish, at least to the pizza that we make at home when we make it ourselves. We just make it really basic. So it's, okay. like you said, it's tomato sauce, mozzarella... And then we do pepperoni, pineapple, uh, and sometimes red bell pepper. Oh, so red instead of green. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. You should try it with green sometime. Red is, I mean, among the bell peppers, red is the one that has the most flavor and is sweetest, right? So if you want that, then... Yeah, but you have the pineapple, so I don't nice. feel like you need any more Yeah, sweetness. I mean, it might be too much for some people. It's not too much for us. But yeah, I, that's, I'd eat it. That sounds good. That's one of my favorites is pepperoni. Uh... I think my go-to, if I get it from a pizzeria, I would not make this at home. It's probably too much work. My favorite is, um, maybe we've talked about this before. It's very, very common in Scandinavia. Uh, it's basically, if you think about what you get in a, in a Döna or a Durum, what do you call that in the US? You know what I'm talking about, right? Nope. Okay, so a, ke a wrapped kebab. You know what that is? Shawarma. Yeah, a shawarma. It's basically that as a pizza. So oh, it's okay. a pizza with tomato sauce, mozzarella, either kebab or pepperoni or both. Mm -hmm. um, fresh lettuce, tomato, cucumber, and dressing. And you obviously put on the veggies after the pizza is baked, so it's fresh on top. Right. You don't bake that. In the okay. Minus the tomatoes. Really nice. Sounds great. Sounds yeah. delectable. That's also really good. You can, if you go to Scandinavia at some point, you need to try that. It's not only here. I think it's it's probably, how, if I were to guess, it's probably Turkish inspired, to be How honest. common right. is calzone where it's you are? It's very common. Oh. Very common. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, cool. All right. We have more overlap between our pizza tastes than you thought, probably, actually. Well, I know you like sweet stuff, so it doesn't shock me too much. Uh, yeah. That's great. That's always... I think there's plenty of people that like sweet stuff that just say pineapple on pizza is a sin, and I just now, respectfully okay. disagree. Real quickly, before we move on, uh -huh. have I said this on the podcast, my theory on the people that hate pineapple on pizza? I don't think so. There's three categories of why people don't like, this is my opinion of a ranking okay. here, okay? Three pe types of people that don't like pineapple on their pepperoni, or <laughs> pineapple <laughs> on their pizza. Number one is people that don't like pineapple. So obviously you're not going to fucking like pineapple on your pizza, okay? So okay? You don't need to say anything. You don't say, ew, pineapple. You don't like pineapple in general. That's weird, okay? okay? Number two is people that don't like sweet in their food in general. There's a lot of okay. people like that. That's probably the biggest majority here. 
Uh, I have a friend, like, go to Panda Express, which I don't think you've had. Very common, like, fast food Chinese here. He doesn't like the orange chicken, which is, like, yeah, fucking mind-blowing. It's the thing you get. It's delicious. He doesn't like sweet mixed with his savory. Okay, okay. fair enough. So you won't like pineapple on your pizza. And the third, which I think is also a large group, the people that have had pineapple on their pizza have had it absolutely ruined, like I did originally, when it's actually mixed with ham, which is called the Hawaiian pizza. It's fucking disgusting. The ham makes it disgusting. It's horrible. Ha- Hawaiian pizza is also good. <laughs> pepperoni. Shut up. Pepperoni <laughs> was made for pineapple. They start with P. They're perfect together. That's also a P. The triple P's. Okay? That is everything mixed together. Mm. And then balsamic glaze. <laughs> yes. I think the people that don't like pineapple on pizza are the ones that haven't tried balsamic balsamic oh. fig glaze with it. Oh, it's that so would good, change dude. their minds. I I'm couldn't sure. find the fig. I could only find balsamic glaze at the grocery, but I'll have to keep searching for the fig variation. It's good, dude. Oh, that's good enough. Maybe that's like something it. Manscaped could make. How about that? <laughs> that's not, I mean, they're making can we, every can other product. Some <laughs> balsamic, some balsamic. <laughs> oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah. Mm, lovely. All right. So let's uh, talk about the DPC, which is almost <laughs> over, surprisingly. Great segue. What region you want to start with? I'll, I'll take the pictures as per norm. I think we just go. Uh, in the order that they are in Liquipedia, that's an easy way of keeping it over again. Yes, so start with Western Europe. Yeah. So in case you guys missed it, I'm home again. Uh, that is also shout out to the people that said I was incessantly clicking during last episode. It's a tick I have when I'm at the PC. I will click my mouse even if I'm not really doing anything. Uh, and unfortunately, on the mic that I had with me at the hotel, it was picking up my clicking. It shouldn't be picking it up now at home. So you guys don't have to. One of the guys was complaining that it always happens, and I, I don't, like, I'm clicking right now. I guess when I click and I talk, maybe okay. they can hear it. I don't oh, know. maybe it was you. I don't know. Oh, maybe it was you all along. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm back home, so I'm done covering this season's DPC for now. Um, and what I can tell you is, in Europe, Team League would have looked unstoppable, and they still do, but they did lose a game yesterday. Um, they did lose a game, or sorry, I said yesterday, that's incorrect, it is three days ago. They lost a game to Gaming Gladiators, but they still won the series. So, Liquid are going to the Major, they're 6-0, and they're guaranteed first place, it doesn't even matter if they win their last series, it has zero impact for them. Which is good news uh, for OG. It has impact for OG, though. So, in third, or in second, it's a three-way tie with 4-2 currently, with one series remaining for each of these teams, Gaming Gladiators, OG, and Tundra. And that is really important because last night Entity actually beat Tundra 2 to 1, which gives them the possibility to go to the major. If they had lost that one, it would have probably been over. Um, actually, it would have been. They had to win this to have a chance. So now Entity could end on 4 3, which would very likely tie them with one of Gaiman, OG, and Tundra. But all of these three teams. No. There's guaranteed to be a 4-3 team because Gaiman plays Tundra. Yep. So that's basically so, like a tiebreaker of sorts. Yeah. So if Entity win their final series against Nigma Galaxy, then Entity are in a tiebreaker to go to the Major all of a sudden, which is yep. very exciting. Uh, as for Nigma Galaxy, they finally picked up some steam, and they actually beat OG in their first victory. They got a 2-1. So now Nigma are going to play Secret in... That's tomorrow... 
and that series is going to decide who of them gets relegated. So would yeah. you look at that? Into the Breach are out. They're one and six. They're done. Um, they looked pretty good throughout the season, but they didn't get. They just couldn't close it out against multiple teams. They they were not bad though. Um, well, Nigma has to play Entity first. They have two series. They playing Secret. Oh no, and they play Secret Entity first. Oh. Yes. So, so if they win against Secret, Secret are relegated. If they lose against Secret, they could reinforce a tiebreaker by then beating Entity yeah. two days later. And um, historically, Puppy's record, I don't know what it is, against Kuro is, is not very good. bad. Yes. Shockingly bad. It was good last season, I want to say. But in general, it is one of his I mean, worst Nigma matchups. I mean, Nygma was in Div 2 for most of last season. so That's fair. They didn't play <laughs> they as didn't. much as they could have. <laughs> Um, that's crazy. So yeah, spicy. Oh, when stuff. I said last season, I meant last year. But yeah, the whole year. So yeah, Europe is wide open for the last two days. So that's really exciting. There's so many different things that could happen. But the one thing you're damn sure is that Liquid are making it, and they're looking amazing. They're looking like the best team in the world right now, or at least top three. So really, really good. Eastern Europe. Uh, two teams at the top. Last time we talked, I think it was Bet Boom and then Spirit were two and zero. Spirit are now five and zero, along with Bet Boom. So unless something really surprising happens, they both go to the major, and the fight for third will probably be among Hellraisers and Virtus Pro, who are four and two and three and two. Um, there's matches coming up today, which are very important for that. Bet Boom are playing, Spirit are playing, and VP are playing. So. Um, VP are playing Spirit today in, what's that, four hours. So, also want to check. Bet Boom look amazing. Yeah. Um, definitely in the running for being the top t- top dogs going in. And we have in China. China. Um, China's on break because of Chinese New Year. I don't remember where we were last time we talked about this, but at this point, Aster are guaranteed in. They're 5-0. and Well, you're going faster uh, than I can put the pictures up, for God's sake. That's okay. You'll catch up. I'll catch so up. So, Aster look amazing. Um, then in shared second, we have Knights and PSG LGD. And in fourth, which I guess is technically third with the other two teams tied for second, is Extreme Gaming, trailed by Ehome and IG on 2-3. And then Aster Aries and Dawn both have 0-5. Dawn look like, I would say, clearly the weakest team in the DPC um, in, season, in Division 1. They will probably not win a game. Um, Man, the break is actually longer than I thought. It's two weeks. They, yeah, it's long. Chinese the last New Year's game long, was always. January 17th, and the next one is January 31st. Yep. Wow. Likely outcome here is the scoreboard yet that you see will be the final scoreboard. Um, it is, there is a possibility that Ehome or IG can crawl up and tie fourth, but I don't think it's going to happen because the matchups that remain uh, for Extreme, there is IG, so they have a little bit of a, an influence on their own destiny, I guess. But aside from that, IG are playing Aster, who, unless they sandbag or just show up in poor form, have been crushing. They're really good. Um, yeah, so. But we'll see. Uh, China also, very interesting, but clearly Aster seems to be the best team there from what we've seen. SEA. In the God. outcome we all predicted before the start of the season, we have a guaranteed first place for Execration. And a last place guaranteed for Fnatic. Yeah, that's a bit of a flip-flop for sure. The story that everybody thought was going to happen. That's Really surprising. It's awesome news for Execration, though. I feel like this org has always 
like been present in Div One, but never really made it to this extent. And they were it's much bigger exciting. in the early stages of Dota Two, and I want to say exactly. Dota One as well. Yep. It's been quite a while, but it's hard not to cheer for a team whose mid laner is called Bob. So that's good news. Um, that's easy to remember. And their four is called Shanks. So if he's playing Ricky, that's role playing. Yeah, and perfect. We both love that. So. Um, a lot of people are saying Palos, the carry of Execration, is like the most improved player this year. Uh, so that's really interesting. Uh, he played, I'm trying to remember which team he played for last. It was Neon. Uh, and funnily, before that, he played for Execration. So um, I do think he stood in. He stood in one tournament for, was it Boom or was it Fnatic? I don't remember. But he has stood in for another team in, a, in an event where, oh, hello. Onion! Um, calm down there, sir. Um, but yeah, definitely a team to look out for in the running for second. Geek Slate are four and one, also surprising. Talon four and two, they have risen a lot in the last week. They're just starting to win uh, quite a lot of the games. And then Blacklist are three and two. They started out three and zero, oh, so they're having a bit of fall from grace here. Uh, still possible for them to get third. And then that's actually it. Uh, the rest is. Pretty much locked in. Bleed in three and four can't make top three. Uh, Boom in two and four can't make top three, but they will likely stay in Div 1 unless they tie with SMG for second to last, which is possible because SMG 2-0'd Blacklist uh, yesterday. If that hadn't happened, SMG would have probably been out. So, yep. That's SEA for you. Also, very... This is the most surprising region in terms of results, I think, by far. This is not what anybody predicted would be the scoreboard. So yep, that's the one cool. and the eight flopped. Yeah. Flipped. For sure. NA, no surprise. It is over. Uh, pretty much. Top two, Shopify and TSM. They're 6 and 0. Oh. They have yet to play each other. It's the usual NA Div 1 all over again. Uh, we had hopes that maybe this could be the season for nouns <laughs> yeah. or that we could have Bait as a dark horse. It's not the case, to say the least. Um, Fate are actually 0 and 5, which I would have not expected, along with Alpha. Um, Fate gave Shopify Rebellion their hardest game, though, so that's something, but they still lost it in the end. Yeah, they were um, taking... I mean, the game was, net worth-wise, was close, but they were pushing yeah. high ground, and they just kind of forced it. They messed up. Um, but yeah, they, they got absolutely stomped in lanes in that game and recovered it through map plays, which was impressive, because that's hard to do. It's hard to play from behind. Uh, but in the end, it but wasn't five enough. Five rat, four staff, three yep. and three right now. Have they? Who five they rat, nouns, and wildcard are staying in Div One, and the teams fighting to stay in Div One are Bait, Alpha, and Theoth. Bait's final matchup is Alpha, which should be their easiest opponent. Alpha have not won a game yet, so if Bait win that, they will be one and five. And before that one, they play Theoth, which is their rival to stay in Div One. So, arguably, I would say Bait have the two easiest matches remaining. If they win them both, they survive and stay in Div 1, unless oh, if Alpha beat Wildcard, which I don't see happening. Alpha is not good enough to beat that team, I think. Um, but you never know. Wow. So yeah, Bait have their own destiny in their own hands now, so and it, they've had the one a lot thing of time that, to warm up. The one thing that is not normal is that shouldn't be any tiebreakers. Everything's kind of... Unless the... Yeah. They don't do tiebreakers for three, four, five. If there's no slot, I assume. No, there's there's probably not going to be a tie here. If there's a tie, it's for relegation. Yeah. Okay. 
but I don't think there will be. I think Alpha will end 0 and 7, and I think Bait will end 2 and 5. But we'll see. Uh, Theoth did take a series off of... Well, it was Alpha. So I think it's a pretty clear tiering. Uh, but we'll see uh, in the coming... When is that? This game's tomorrow on the 28th and the 29th. And it has three days back-to-back with the rest of their games. So that's coming up. Okay. And finally, South America. To nobody's surprise... Beast Coast and Evil Geniuses are the two top dogs. Their worst possible score at this point is 5-2, and two, so they are both qualified. Uh, Infinity and Keed Stars are 3-3. Three and three. They're staying in Div 1, likely along with Thunder Awaken and Alliance, um, who will finish the middle of the pack, and it looks like Infamous and Ravens are going to be relegated at 0-5. There are still possibilities for things to move around, but yeah, the top is settled, which is what most people care about, obviously. So... Beast Coast and EG will be at the Major. EG did lose a game. Uh, they lost a game to Keed Stars, but they came back and won the series. So, in the end. That's what matters. Alright, so basically next week, uh, is that include China, though? We have the no, results. No, every region except China will be done on Thursday. China will have... Let's see. see China will third. be missing. Yeah. When we do that podcast, if we do it regular hours, then... I think Knights versus Ehome might be over, and no, it's probably still, yeah, it's going to probably be over. So Knights versus Ehome is likely to be over, and Extreme versus IG will be happening after we record, and then the final day in the end will be there. But the really impactful series happen on February 2nd, arguably, so. Yep. Okay, so that is the DPC. Most of the results we'll know by next week. And next topic, you wrote down. I haven't really yeah. heard anything, so maybe you've heard something. I have. So, um, yeah, so the question about all of this right now that is on a lot of people's minds, I'm sure it's on the team's minds, it's on my mind, it's on your mind, is what is going to happen to this major in general? We don't have any information um, about it. We, I'm trying to stay updated with what is happening in Peru right now in general. And my number one reliable source on this is Fogged, who has family there. His mom uh, and other parts of his family uh, are in Peru. Um, he's been to Peru dozens of times in his lifetime, so he's very familiar with it. And he was like really excited about the prospect of showing us Lima, taking us out to eat at his favorite places, etc., etc., which is really cool. Um, so I'm looking forward to that a lot. But here's the but... Is it actually going to happen? Because Peru is politically unstable right now. There's riots. Uh, I don't know the ins and outs and the details of the political situation that much. But what I do know is that, as we talked about in one or two previous episodes, the country is not stable. And what happened, I think it was two days ago, was that the riots and the the riots started advancing on Lima, which hadn't really been the case until then. It has ma- it had mainly been in. Uh, what's it called? Cucho, Cuchi... Shit, what's it called again? Uh, what's this region of Peru called? Is it Cusco? Anyway, I don't remember the exact name, but it had mainly been outside of Lima, and now it had advanced on it. Um, there's talks about people burning down farmland in riots. Um... So it's not good, is effectively what I'm trying to say here. And my question for you is, let's 
let's entertain the idea that this major doesn't happen. What do you think is realistic to do? And what do you think will happen instead if it gets canceled because so of two political questions? Unrest? Well, first yeah. of all, I want to say that Nikki was telling me earlier today, she was reading about it and mm -hmm. I guess like 50 people have died in the last week or something like that with the riots and whatnot. Uh, but yeah. the, and then also all sporting events have been postponed slash canceled for at least a month. Yeah. Esports is an exception. It's not counted as a sport. Apparently they've shut down a lot of tourist stuff. Like yep. tourists cannot There's come tourist areas that are unavailable, which is a huge part of the country's income, by the way. So, so they're also bleeding out. I feel like there. if that's still the case, by the time people are supposed to head over, it won't happen. Mm -hmm. Or God, that's actually tough. It shouldn't happen. Right. But maybe it still will. I don't know. So here's the tricky thing, right? Just to give a bit of context. So the major is supposed to start in about a month. If you want to cancel something like that, you generally don't cancel it the day before because teams want to arrive earlier. You want to book all their stuff. You want to do the logistics, all of this stuff. So right now as a TO, I think you're in this really awkward limbo where it's like all the effort and all the work you put in right now might be for nothing and might just end up being expenses that you have for no gain. So ideally, from my perspective, when it comes to stuff like this, you want to make this decision final within the next week. Because with every passing day, it just gets harder and harder um, to handle it. So... I don't know. Do you take the gamble? Do you play it safe? And you're like, Lima is like Peru in general is not safe right now. It's unstable. We're going to have to either postpone the major or do something else. And what does Valve think, right? Because it's one thing what the organizers think. I think the organizers will, depending on who they are and depending on the context, sometimes will be more risk willing uh, because they obviously have put in so much work and they have so much to gain uh, mm -hmm. from running it. Um, sometimes they will also at the same time be the most knowledgeable about the local conditions. So they might just call it off even if Valve wouldn't be as knowledgeable about what's going on, they would be able to tell them that this is not safe to run. Um, I don't know what is happening here, um, yeah. but from my perspective, the whole major is in total jeopardy. That's, that's what I will say. Um, I think if it was cancelled, then they would probably just do the same thing they did last year. Regional right? online? Yeah. I mean, there's not much... That's really bad luck. Uh, I mean, again, I'll say it. I think if the conditions are the same as what we have heard in one month, the tournament should not happen, surely. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's plenty of time to get things... I mean, we said this a month ago. <laughs> it's been a month yeah, since we started talking about it. It's gotten worse, it sounds like. Exactly. It's been building up. It hasn't, it doesn't sound like it's overall quieted down. It sounds like overall it's been getting increasingly dangerous and it's spread to more places than it was originally. So if it's been building up over a month, what are the odds that it totally dies down within two weeks is my question. Yeah. Um, and that's again, I don't know. What do you think is the deadline here? Like, what is the day that you have to decide whether this happens or not? Because I would think from my tickets. perspective, it's not in a month. I yeah. think it's in a week. I think the plane tickets are the, the plane tickets and the hotel reservations are going to be the biggest cost for a tournament organizer. It's not like you can get a refund. So I would think that's the point. I think it, like 
if you're at this point, the, obviously you're waiting for all the teams to qualify before doing the, uh, the all the logistics. So mm -hmm. I would say in the next two weeks, probably. Okay. Considering how <laughs> a lot of esports tournaments don't buy plane tickets until like a few days before, depending on who <laughs> they are. So, yeah, that ah uh, man, it's such a shitty situation. Hopefully, it gets better. Okay. Yep. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, next topic. So there's been a lot of discussion this DPC season specifically about people not people that are well known in the scene not getting invited to uh, the DPC this this time around and obviously we on some level we wanted to talk about it and some level not just because it's I don't know it's kind of a weird thing to talk about sometimes because you can't be like fully transparent because I think everybody in the scene like all of us we know too much kind of uh, mm -hmm. but I did want to talk about this as kind of a general thing, but also recognize that there was a big thread about Shiver that came out, I think it was yesterday, where on stream yeah. she said that she was not invited to DPC and obviously was very sad about it, which is understandable because she's, you know, been hosting since the beginning, basically. Um, and I was reading the comments and yikes. I am so disappointed. <laughs> I thought I couldn't be more disappointed. I'm more disappointed in the Dota community now after those comments. Like, I wouldn't say they were to the point where it's like super toxic, maybe, but they were pretty fucking ill-informed and kind of shitty in general. So mm -hmm. I think what I want to say is, first of all, for all the new people that are taking part in DPC, it's fucking awesome. The variety is great. Even with myself being invited... Okay, last year, I got invited to like every tournament. And I'm like, this is too much, man. I'm getting sick of myself, just seeing myself on camera, for God's sake. So I don't think people should be invited to every single tournament mm -hmm. ever. Because it just gets old. The variety is great. And the people that are new, this is... Uh, they've done a really good job in this DPC. Shiver's kind of in a class of her own, though. So it's... It is a bit weird. She wasn't invited for DPC. Maybe she'll get some other tournaments throughout the year. I mean, she should be a shoo-in for TI regardless. And I thought it would be an interesting discussion to talk about how much should go into being kind of an OG. Uh-huh. Because I, th I think some people... This, the Reddit comments I was reading, it's more along the lines of doesn't matter what you did in the past... It shouldn't have any impact on whether you get invited, which I think is fucking bullshit. You should obviously yes. be good at your job. Yes. Still. But I think taking in past stuff should definitely be a big reason of why you're invited. And I think for Shiva specifically, because this is the thing about Shiva. She doesn't really talk about herself. Like, she doesn't boost her. What's the right way to say this? She's not like fucking narcissistic and not like patting herself on the back all the time. So perhaps they're. She, I don't know the right way to actually eloquently talk about this, but she's extremely well-respected within the scene. She's extremely hardworking. And one big thing that I know that tournament organizers in the past, I don't know if this has anything to do with her not getting invited, by the way, I'm just saying. Something that she has done that has rubbed some tournament organizers the wrong way, which is ridiculous that this actually would have been a thing 
I don't know when this was, but what's the best way to explain this? So everybody goes to a tournament. We're all together as talent. We're all on a WhatsApp group and everybody's fucking useless. Cinderin, <laughs> if he, if he's upset about something, he's not going to say anything because he's too lazy or he's too afraid for mean? his job. Usually this is the case. So if you, I'm upset about something, the thing is, I, I'm you don't not get really upset, upset about That's it. That's the problem. You should be upset. No. So, essentially what happens is Shiva is kind of like the talent mother, where she will, like, compile everybody's, like, concerns or complaints or whatever, and tell the organizer about it. And for some reason, that has not helped her, which is ridiculous because it's fucking helping out all the talent. Which obviously the talent should be saying stuff for themselves, but it's kind of like a consolidated thing, right? So she has kind of put her neck out on the line to help others. She's very empathetic. She's very helpful. She's extremely good at her job. So obviously, I'm not saying she should have been invited to DPC every single time, but the mm -hmm. comments were fucking stupid. Like, absolutely fucking stupid. So hopefully she gets invited again. Obviously, she is a fucking pillar of the community. And. Yeah, I don't know the reason. It could have been, so, honestly, that, that people just assumed she was getting invited. That's happened before. Permanent organizers won't even reach out to some people because, oh, they're obviously already invited. There's no point in inviting them. That could have been the case yeah, as well. Yeah, so, so which, which ones are run this time, right? So there's SEA being run by ePulse, and then there's NA, China, and Europe by PGL, and then there was SA, which was just changed up, right? Which one am I forgetting? Eastern Europe as well. Mm. Um... So it's possible that some of the other organizers that would have wanted Shiver to be a part of hosting just assumed that she was working in AEU in China with PGL, which is a not an unfair assumption to make given her track record of hosting stuff in the last few years, right? Um, so what PGL did this time was that they went with Nat T, who I got to work with now. Uh, she's also very good. I think both of them are excellent hosts. I enjoy working with them both. Um, I have nothing bad to say about either of them. There, There is a possibility. So... Arguably for this season, so Nat has been hosting all of EU and all of China, and then Snare has been hosting NA, who has been very positively received, by the way. Snare's got a lot of props, uh, which he well deserves, so he's also been great. Um, for majors and for TI, you will generally have more than one host. The days are very long. Uh, and I will say, with this season with China and Europe, most days have three series i want to say and some days have two and nat is hosting every series so for comparison casters on a best of three day or sorry on a three game series day will average one and a half series because there's two pairs so one will cast two games and one will cast one and on the best on the two series days they will have one each which means effectively nat is working twice as much as the casters in raw hours then as the panel i believe we had for europe and china we have five analysts on a four-man panel so we probably average 1.7 series a day on the three, uh, three series days and average one series on the two series days or something like that, a little bit more, 1.2, whatever. So she's working clearly the most out of everyone. And it begs the question, is it fair that she's working that much compared to the other talent? And uh, would it have been worth it to get Shiva as the host for one region and Nat as the host of the other region? Would they have liked that? Because at the end of the day, it would mean whoever of them is working all of it will make less money because they work half the days, but the workload will also be more reasonable and more comparable to that of other people. 
Um, that's one solution. The problem with that is the way we get wages in esports is we get a day rate, uh, which depends on the talent, their experience, the, what the work they're doing. That day rate is different from person to person. Um, if you get day rates, then it's way more powerful to work two half days than working one full day, obviously. So if you had two hosts and one worked China, one worked EU, they would both make half as much money as if they worked half EU, half China, both of them. And obviously in the organizer's interest, doing it that way is just way more expensive. So arguably from their perspective, having a designated host do a full day is better. Um, we can discuss whether it's better for the broadcast. That's a different story. Uh, but just strictly from a money perspective, doing one host a day is best <clears throat> in terms of cost. And if they do that, would the hosts then want to split the regions like that? Or would they rather do the whole thing themselves, make more money, but also have more work? Right? Right. Um, like, I think so, for the TI qualifiers, oh, was it the T? No. It was, la I think for the last didn't chance Nat qualifiers. Host all of it. Yeah. It was, LCQ, she she had like 12 hour days. Those like, days were bizarre. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, why don't you just get a second yeah. host? I don't understand. Like, yeah. The, the thing that bothers me about some of the comments, which I've discussed some of it already, but like the whole cost-cutting thing, people are, somehow they're okay with that. Like, oh, they're just trying to save money. Hmm. Isn't there a limit to this? I mean, okay, so if you want to be really blunt about it, at the end of the day, it's business. And the organizers that own the rights can hire whoever they want. Yes. And if they get someone who does a good job and that the community responds positively to, you could argue that it was, quote unquote, a good decision because they saved money and it was still a good product. Mm -hmm. I think there's inherent value in having variety, like you talked about. I think having the entirety of the DPC hosted by one person, <clears throat> there's more variety on the panels and in the casting because there's more people, right, to swap between. Um, so I think you could definitely make the case that having the variety has value and makes the product more engaging and more interesting and maybe is positive for viewership numbers, the overall feedback of the event, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's the one thing. The other one is, like you talked about, like, what's the word for this? <laughs> um, like, obviously, someone like Shiver, who has done so much for the scene for many, many years and has represented the community, et cetera, uh, First of all, in broadcasting, there's a lot of value to um, familiarity. That's also why when it comes to something like streaming in general, it's really powerful to stream actively because people want to watch stuff they're familiar with. That's just normal. It's, if you think about your habits of watching TV shows, watching streams, whatever, you will generally default to something you already know rather than look for something new. That's what mm -hmm. most people do. So in Dota... There's a lot of value in having a host that people recognize because, you know, that I don't think that needs explaining why that's useful. Uh, obviously, someone like Nat, it's not like she's completely unrecognizable, right? Like we said, she's worked other events. She's been doing more and more stuff in the last year, which I think she fully deserves. I think she's really good. Um, but I also think there's there would be probably a better representation by having both of them host together. I would definitely not be like, <clears throat> oh, Shiver has hosted so much, she should host everything and nobody should ever get a chance, right? I think that's stupid as well. So it's like a balance, like you said. Um, I mean, these, PGL has three regions, yeah. right? They have EU, China, and NA. I guess so for NA, they chose Snare, who's been doing a great job, and I think that's really cool that he gets a shot at that. Um, so it's about the EU-China spread, right? 
And this was only season one. Keep that in mind. There's two more seasons coming up. Maybe Shiver's getting offered to work those. Uh, obviously, at the time of the recording on the stream a couple days ago, she, or yesterday, whenever it was, she hadn't been. But invites to later seasons don't necessarily happen that early. Like, for example, for this season that I just did, I got invited two to three weeks before the event started, which was the latest out of all people, I think. Mm. Um, I wasn't expecting to work DPC season one, and then they reached out out of nowhere. So it's possible Shiva gets to work season two or three. And if not, and this is where people can start speculating. I'm not going to do that. Is there animosity? Did she have a running or a falling out with PGL or whatever? At the end of the day, right, if they're an organizer and they have a bad experience with someone for no matter how dumb the reason is, whatever it is, obviously they are in control of what product they want to make. So well, that's the inherent issue I guess I have is I don't think any organizer should have half the regions. Right. And I think that's a fair and separate and discussion. Even if I it was agree. even if it was the even if it was an organizer that had zero faults theoretically. Mm-hmm. Like there's no reason for like with this many people that want to do DPC regions, there's no reason to give somebody three regions. That's kind of insane. Yeah. And then the South America one, we've obviously seen like that had issues that completely different, obviously, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like it's just better if you have theoretically a different organizer for each region, which I don't even know if it's possible for NA, which is, I think why NA is kind of grouped up with Western Europe a lot of the time, because nobody wants North America. Nobody. Even the North Americans don't want it. Especially the North Americans don't want it. It, I mean, it's obviously a a problem of profitability, right? Like, some regions, the viewership and the demographics of viewers relative to the cost of producing the products matter. Uh, EU can have a bigger production budget because it is the most viewed region. And a lot of the people that watch EU Dota are from regions that pay a good CPM and ad revenue or will allow you to get big sponsorships because the eyes on that content are really valuable. Um, That's just inherently regions that pay more than others. And even though NA in terms of CPM is pretty damn good because American ads are expensive, the problem is that the viewership in NA for most games is not very high because they don't have enough big orgs and big teams. If NA had, let's say, five or six really good teams, it would be a totally different topic. Then every TO would want NA, right? But Mm -hmm. they don't. So effectively, every season of NA, there's like, to put it bluntly, there's like three exciting series, right? In terms of who's going to go to the major. There's like three series that really matter. It's whoever Shopify Rebellion is playing against TSM and Nouns, right? Those Mm -hmm. three in between each other. And the rest is kind of yeah. like, yeah. It'll get really exciting really, if they end no. up getting one region instead of three. Or two, sorry. How do you mean? One instead of two. Because then the matches matter more. <laughs> the NADPC is already over, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, to wrap up my thoughts, uh, again, love the new talent. Have zero problem with tons of people getting news. Like, I don't, that's great. I think that only strengthens things. I, mm-hmm. I just felt affronted by the disrespect in the comments for somebody that is a literal fucking legend in the Dota scene. Uh, And maybe the comments were from people that have just only been around for a year or two. But I thought we didn't get new players, so I don't know how that would work. So I guess they're (laughs) just idiots. Okay. 
Uh, moving on to very important <laughs> information for everybody. A new product apparently has been announced. Uh, I'm going to show the screenshots on the oh, stream right now. This? It is called the Mutalk. Here is the first picture. <laughs> it is uh, for people that are listening on audio only. It is something, think of like a VR headset, except you put it on your mouth. And when you talk, people can't, well, they can kind of, they can't really hear you. Uh, so it's for if you're gaming at night and you don't want to wake somebody up, you put this device on your fucking mouth and you can talk loudly and people can only hear a little bit coming out. It's like a noise canceling thing. And I want to show this second picture because this is one of the greatest. First of all, I thought this was a joke. Somebody linked this on my Discord. I thought it was fake. This apparently is real. This next picture is the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's a guy wearing a VR headset with the fucking Mutok on his mouth. He looks like he is a horse wearing a muzzle. It just covers his whole fucking face. Dude, this... Okay, if you... <laughs> If you take the context out of this, it literally looks like fucking BSN, BDSN. <laughs> like, this guy is like holding something in his hand. That's true. And he's just yeah. fucking, he's just totally incapacitated. I mean, what the fuck is this? Oh my god. So it uh, lowers the dB by 20, high frequencies by 30 dB. Mm. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if there was a price that's actually listed here at all, or a release date even. Right, how about bit. this, Shannon? How about we discuss who is going to use this? <laughs> Nobody. Like, what's what's what the mean? target audience? This is the this? worst product of all time. So, it's coming in 2023, by the way, <laughs> for the US. Like, it sounds like this is like a really edge case item, right? Like it's very specific conditions. You're going to be in sitting in Starbucks and wanting to have a business call. <laughs> And not and have people look, around you be able to hear your business you secrets. You look like a fucking moron. I don't care or, what people think of me or how I look. I somehow would care if I'm wearing that, though. Holy shit. So awful. I mean, it genuinely looks like you were putting on your VR headset and you didn't know how it worked, so you put it in the wrong place. <laughs> like, that's what it actually looks like. Uh, it's like people putting on sunglasses on yeah. their lips, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just, okay, I, I just, I can't see there big, being a big enough market segment for this. Like, this is one of those ideas you have and you talk about it and you're like, yeah, this is kind of cool. I could totally see that. And then you realize this is relevant to like 0.1% of people, if even. Well, what about right? this? Like, you know how you can't do a casting late because you don't want to wake up your, your, uh, your girlfriend and your beautiful dog, Onion? You could wear this instead and cast all night. You could scream into the microphone while playing WoW. You can rate sure, it 6 Surely the audio quality of this is good enough for casting. <laughs> I don't see any problems there. It probably this is not going like to sound like I'm like, I'm there going in the world. Yeah, it's probably like, uh, like, it sounds like you're in a tin box or something. Yes. They don't really talk about the quality of the... <laughs> oh, I wonder they, why. They failed to mention that What could that be the part? reason for that? Oh my god, I don't know, man. This is... If the if it was closer to April, I would say this would have been an April Fool's joke that was released a little early, but Jesus. 
honestly, I think this would be an insanely good content piece. Yeah. To have people casting with this at a major or something. The problem, like, the funny thing is, I, I'm pretty sure you can still hear them talk. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's, it's not going to blow. It's going to be like, it's still fucking annoying. I don't know. So that's the big new product coming uh, in 2023. Watch out. Dude, this is... Make sure you get it before it's sold out. And final topic today right. are the Oscar nominations, Cinderin. You know, oh. we like to talk about Oscars here on We Say Things, although I haven't and watched it. We like to it predict who wins. In a couple of years. I care more okay. this year because I did watch a bunch of the movies that were nominated. So we will talk about a few of the uh, nominations, okay? Okay. So you want to do predictions? Sure. All right. You're going to have to keep track, though. This, uh, you're finally going to oh, have no. to do something on the podcast. I apologize. All right. All right. I'm going to make a document. So we're going to do actor supporting for both male and female. Then we're going to do best picture. And that's it, I think. There's no other. Okay. I don't care about directing. Uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. 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 So, actor in a leading role, Austin Butler in Elvis. Did you see that? No. I'm going to be asking this a lot, and you're going to say no a lot. I watched Elvis. Yes. Okay. It was meh. He did a good job, though, but the okay. movie was kind of meh. I was expecting it to be better. It was okay. All right. Colin Farrell in The Banshees of Inisherin. You know how I feel about this one? You did not Very see that good. yet. He did very well. The movie was extremely good. I still Brendan, need to watch that, though. Brendan maybe I'll Fraser, watch it for episode 200. Yeah, maybe. Brendan Fraser for The Whale. So The Whale is... You know, Brendan Fraser is like... Internet loves him. It's the guy from The Mummy back in the day. He plays uh, some obese guy. I don't actually know the story at all, just that he's morbidly obese. It sounds depressing. Apparently he did a good job. Uh, Paul, did, did he do the whale sounds well or something since he got nominated? Mm, probably. Paul, Did he put on his headset and go... Ooh. Well, the, the makeup was apparently good enough that I think my mom was watching. He's like, man, this guy's so fat. He's like, you know, that's... Or he's this like, guy's this, actually a whale. This guy got so fat over the years. I'm like, well, that's makeup, actually. Okay. Paul Mescal, I don't know how to say his name, for After Sun. No idea. Never okay. heard of either. Billy Nye for Living. Billy Nye. Also don't know what that is. So. Okay. Which Who's one? your prediction for winning this? Uh, I think it's... Well, I'm going to delete the two I haven't seen. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say Brendan Fraser because he's very popular right now. Okay. Even though I do like him, although I haven't seen the movie, I want Colin Farrell. I'm hoping for Colin Farrell. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Austin Butler because... For Elvis. It's just a gut it's just a gut feeling. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Actor in a supporting I've not role. Any of the movies. All right, next. We got Brendan yeah. Gleason for the the Banshees of Inisherin. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say this. Are we allowed to uh if I say something, are you gonna be able to take it? Like take the same what answer? Like if I convince you, like I don't want you to oh, pick okay. the same stuff sure. as me. Yeah, we can pick the same one. That's fine. We can pick the same one. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, well then maybe I shouldn't say I what I'm saying. probably won't. So. Okay. But we'll see. Maybe we'll pick the same one on this one, actually. We'll see. Uh, Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inisherin, and also Barry Keoghan for The Banshees of Inisherin. So two actors from that movie. Damn. 
uh, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, never heard of it. Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, that is Steven Spielberg's essentially a movie about his life, so it's actually not like an action movie or anything like that. Got good reviews, have not seen it either. And Kei Hui Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once, which this kid, did you ever see the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? I swear I to fucking one. God, you are the worst human being that's ever lived. How? I don't remember. I don't remember which Indiana Jones I've watched. If I've watched all of them or some of them, My so I wouldn't be able to tell you. What the fuck? How are you a human being? How? What did you call it? The Temple of Doom. How do you exist in this life without seeing these movies? What do you fuck? I you, may have seen it. You is just what play I'm World of Warcraft that much that you can't watch classic fucking movies. These are required. To be Why human. do you keep ranting? I might have seen this movie. You haven't. If you would have remembered it, there's, oh, there's I a think cockroach actually, have scene. Do you remember the cockroach scene? I have seen this movie. The insect scene fucking messed with my mind so much. Anyway, the reason I'm bringing that up is because the little Asian kid in that movie is him. He's back as an actor, as an adult, and he was in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. He won, which I'm going to pick him, by the way, for Best Supporting Role. Although, mm -hmm. I think he was good the best supporting actor, the best acting I have ever seen in my entire life, by the way, mm -hmm. was, let me make sure, I don't know the name, actually. It's from Banshees of Anishirin. And it was, okay, it's not that guy. It's Barry Keoghan, I guess. Mm -hmm. Let me double check that that's him. Yes. So Barry Keoghan plays like this very stupid kid in... The movie Banshees of Inisherin, it is legitimately the best acting I've ever seen in my life. I was fucking blown away. I never even heard of this guy before. It was so good. Holy shit. Like, mind-blowing. Anyway, I'm still picking every... To win, I'm picking the everything, everywhere, all at once guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the only movie that I watched on this list, by the way. Okay. You can uh, I watched it. it after I finished watching... Uh... Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I watched them back to back. No, I've watched both, but not back to back. Okay, so yeah, that's my pick as well, actually. Okay, that's fair. Uh, just because I'm not going to say the Oscars are a popularity contest because they aren't fully, but I do think it plays quite a big role. And this movie was obviously a super smash hit this year, so... I would not be surprised. So if I had to pick, I would pick him. Um, okay. Yeah. I also thought I thought both the both of the lead acts in that show were, or show in that movie were really good. Agreed. So. Somebody in the chat is saying this segment's very boring. You can turn off the podcast. Bye. See you. Get him. It's, it's the last segment anyway. Actress in a leading role: Kate Blanchett in Tar. Didn't see it, but I know who she is. Anna De Armas for Blonde, which I'll talk about in a second. Andrea Riseborough for To Leslie, No Idea. Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. And Michelle, you, you, I don't know how to say her name, for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I'm picking Michelle. Yeah. For Everything Everywhere All at yeah, Once. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I want to say the person that played Blonde, it was the Marilyn Monroe Netflix thing. When I watch a movie, by the way, I almost like 99.9% .9 of the time watch it all the way, even if I don't like it, just to make sure. I got 15 minutes into this movie and Nikki and I turned it off. One of the worst fucking viewing experiences of my life. Weird, 
sexual, disgusting, disturbing, horrible movie. Just horrible. Moving on. Okay. Actress in a supporting role, <clears throat> Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Hong Chow for The Whale, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inisherin. Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere All at Once. She did great. Stephanie Sue for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I'm going to pick Stephanie Sue. Do you think the same movie is going to win three? Yes. You do? I do. All right. I'm swapping actor in a supporting role. To Jamie Lee Curtis? I changed my <laughs> mind. Wait, what? To Barry Kirian, based on your, oh. your impression. I, okay. I believe in you a lot. Yeah. And you said he was amazing. Thank you. And then I'm going to put Stephanie Hsu here. Because I don't want to triple dip on the same movie. Right. It might happen, but... Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. And then what did you want for the last one? What do you mean the last one? Uh, Didn't you say best picture? Yeah, best picture. Okay, yeah. So we have All Quiet on the Western Front. Never heard of it. Avatar. Haven't seen it. Heard it was okay, but, you know. You spend enough money, you get, you get nominated. Banshees of Inisherin, great movie. Elvis, not sure why it's nominated. Everything Everywhere All at Once, best movie of the year, IMO. Fablemans, Tar, Maver or Top Gun Maverick. I, I heard this was actually extremely good. I have not seen it. Triangle of Sadness sure. and Women Talking, never heard of them. Did you see any of these other than the one movie that we discussed? No. Okay, which one? <laughs> I was, I was going to go and watch Avatar, but... Yeah, me then... too. Me too. Yeah, I haven't, so. Okay. Uh, so let's just pick the same one. Think? Let's hold hands and go off in the sunset together. I mean, it's the Oscars, so. Yeah. Hmm. I will say, without having watched it, I will say they will pick Avatar. Avatar. No fucking yes. way. No way. Zero percent chance. Zero. Well, we'll Somebody's making fun of me for not having heard of All Quiet in the West. I've heard of the original. There's a book and an original movie. I didn't even know they remade it, so I don't think that's that crazy not to have heard of it. The new one, that is. Okay. Uh, we'll see. So, I didn't watch the Oscars the last couple of years, have not given a shit, but there's some Just good movies. Just to clarify, this is our predictions of who we think will win, not who we thought should win, right? Yeah, I gave both, though. Yeah. Did you? Oh, yeah, okay. for a lot of them, I, I, said I just this predict person... who I think will win. Not yeah, the guy from Anishra and the supporting actor. I said he should win. It was the best I've ever heard, but I don't think he's going. Oh to. yeah, but you picked. So. That's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. Okay. <clears throat> uh, okay. Which, which movie did you pick? Huh? Which one did you pick for best picture? That you think is going everything to be everywhere all at once. Okay. So you think it's going to scoop? Yeah. I mean, okay. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I don't think it was in that much of a class of its own that it's just going to blow everything else out of the water in every category. Really? That seems that seems a bit of a stretch. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was it was good. It was not the best movie of all time. I don't know if it was the best movie of the year. I don't watch enough movies to say something like that, but I mean, that's the problem, Cinderin. You don't watch enough I movies mean, to know. It was definitely enjoyable, but I don't think it was a 10 out of 10. And what's a 10 out of 10 for you? Hmm. In the now, that is movie, a tricky question. You watch about three movies a year, right? Hmm, what's a true 10 out of 10? 
And when you put me on the spot like that, it's kind of hard. Not, not really. The only ones that I can name the only ones that right instantly now. come to mind for me are Pulp Fiction and Lord of the Rings. Okay, that's old though. Something more yes. recent. So recent stuff that was ten out of ten. Hmm. What really was it? Was it? You know, the past couple of years, and probably because of COVID, it's been some of the worst movies I've ever seen as well. There have been some real shit tier movies coming out. Somebody mentioning Matrix 4, that is one of those absolutely shit tier movies that came out. Just horrendous. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what was a reason. So maybe by next time. episode, Cinder will remember one of the three movies he's mm. watched in the last year. I mean, you pick, you pick one. Tell me, what do you Everything, think was Everything, everywhere, all movie? at once. Okay, aside from that one. <laughs> uh, let's from the see. last, like, three years. What was a 10 out of 10? Three years? Yeah, I mean, I even uh, give you more of a time Star span is here. Born with, okay. uh, what's his name? And Lady Gaga. Okay. Um, I wouldn't put it as 10 out of 10, this other one. Um, let me see. The Gentleman. It's kind of like in Bruges. To a degree. Okay. Uh, I'm sure there's a couple more. There definitely are, but I can't think of any right now. Yeah. Well, you're the movie guy, so Yeah. I'm the I'm the video games oh, guy. It's it's more your your comment that oh it was good, but you know, I've seen better what movie was better then? Nothing, apparently. Now, okay, so here's the thing, Shannon. You can watch, let's say you can watch 10 movies in a year. That doesn't mean the best one you watched out of those 10 is a 10 out of 10. Yeah, but I only watch good movies, and that's the difference. It can still be the best one and be a 9 or an 8 if the other ones weren't great, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Like I yeah. said, the last couple of years, the movies have been real bad, but everything, everywhere, all at once blew me away. It was fucking amazing. Right. Apparently, you have a problem with that. I do have a problem with you have, a, you have a big Pretty problem. Pretty sure it sounds like you're the one who has a problem here. You have a big have a problem, problem with that. anything. Big problem. Okay, uh, that's that's our amazing movie reviews. Uh, one of which one of us is oh, uh, very God. confident in their answers, and the other one just doesn't watch movies and apparently thinks he does. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, until... Actually, I have one. I have one last thing to say before the end of this podcast. So. Hmm. If you, if any of our listeners, I'm assuming we have some listeners from South America, if you have anything to educate us with about the situation in Peru, uh, please leave it in the comments or write it in the Discord. I would like to be more informed about it. Um, I've been reading some news. Like I said, I've been talking to Fogged, and I would just, I would like to know what's going on, not only for like our own individual reasons of what we're expecting about it, but just for like the, just the situation of the country in general and how this is going to influence uh, probably the major. It would be nice to hear some perspective from people who live there or people who have family there. Um, whether, Because always, when things are depicted in the media, it's obviously always going to be through a lens, right? So having more perspective is always better um, to hear if the way things have been presented to me seem accurate or if your experiences are totally different. I think that would be really nice to hear um, mm. stories from people. And obviously... It would be nice to hear that things aren't as grim as it seems um, from my perspective, but yeah. So if you have any comments on that, please leave it. 
That's it. Okay. Thanks for watching, everybody. Until next week, we're out. Peace out. Bye. We say things that don't mean anything. Subscribe.